Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Hump Day. That's right, it's Wednesday. A very kind of, I would say, weekly holiday here at the Toast. It is a weekly holiday. And the words of the snitch this morning, why isn't it Thursday? You know, this week has really been fucking me up. Yesterday, I thought it was Wednesday. It's so funny how that's like a universal experience, not just like a personal. Like, yeah, my week was kind of weird because like I flew home on a Tuesday. So like I get why my, you know, vibes are off. But how are my vibes matching everyone else's? Yeah, my week is thrown off too. I don't know what day of the week it is. And then all of a sudden, it'll be the end of the week. And I'll be like, that was quick. But that's so life. Like, how is it only Tuesday? And then Friday comes. Oh, my God. We literally have the same conversation every morning. But (laughs) then Friday comes and we're like, that, like, wasn't so bad. Yeah. We made it. We did it. And the thing is. Like, how crazy was this week? What's so crazy? What's so crazy? Tell me. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Every single week is the same. It's the same length. But, like, it's not. Even when we have a short week, like, there was still a Monday. No, that's kind of what's so crazy about life. Is you know, nothing in life is guaranteed, and there's so much uncertainty in life. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is really always there for us. And we should kind of find peace in that instead of fighting it, you know? We should embrace it. Yeah. And, like, it's just crazy how the weeks could feel so different, but they are all exactly the same. At the end of the day. I think that that's a really good message just for humanity. Like we could feel so different from one another. But we are the same. Not only that, it's a good message for life. Like life can feel so crazy, so chaotic, so uncertain. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is always there for you. Yeah. I don't know that they're there for you, but like you can always count on tomorrow. Well, yeah. Well, actually, you can't count on tomorrow, which is why you should live today to the fullest. No, yeah, maybe you can't, but, like, there will be a tomorrow with or without Whether you. you're here or not. <laughs> Stop. That's funny. Um, so it's Wednesday to my so original So all of point. that to say it is Wednesday, feeling not totally like a Wednesday, but we're going to make it feel like a Wednesday because we have Dear Toasters. And even five. though, we, even, let me continue. Even though we wish it was Thursday and like we feel like it should be, at least it's on Tuesday. That's true. So there's glory in all of it. We're making our way through the week. And you know, there's actually a lot going on pop culture wise, like so many more updates from this Lizzo thing that to be a toaster, it's a good day because we have lots to discuss. It's also Wednesday, which means we do our weekly advice segment, Dear Toasters. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't feel like if you're listening to the toast, you really have anything to complain about. Like, put that in perspective. You know, there are weeks where, you know, we're talking about, like, the new Wendy's collab. Like, we have seen don't, darker times, people. Don't, don't shit on the new Wendy's collab. I wasn't. Because you know saying, what? Like, the Wendy's collab is always there for us when no one else true. is. <laughs> Much like always, the days of the week. You can always count on a good food news collab when the celebrities are doing nothing. No, it's true. And like for for something to be popping off during August, which is a notoriously slow month for celebrities, I just think it's important that we take a moment and, you know, acknowledge that. Yeah. Acknowledged. Consider it acknowledged. Moving on. How are you? I'm amazing. You know, after not sleeping in my own bed for like a week, getting my first night back in my own bed. I say this all the time, but like if there were like the world's leading sleep scientists who all got together and studied my sleep for a year, my habits, my patterns, my dreams, like they all studied everything about my sleep patterns for like, let's say 10 years. And then they built with the world's leading engineers a bed perfectly tailored to my every sleep need. I'm telling you that bed wouldn't be as good as my current bed. Like my current bed is everything to me. What is good about your bed? Nothing. It's just my bed. Oh, okay. Cool. You know, it's like even the world's best bed in the world. It's not my bed. Yeah, my because bed is your everything. bed is like whatever sauce. Mine. Yeah. It's no, but mine. like I've sat on It's not like there's anything crazy. It's not like you have, you know, a duck Santa mattress. You're not listening. That's not what I'm saying. It's because it's saying mine is, by Kelly Clarkson. It's mine by Taylor Swift. Oh, because mine is mine by Kelly Clarkson. Wait, I fell into like this weird Kelly Clarkson rabbit hole on TikTok last night. You saw that she did her residence. She started her residency in Vegas and she's like making news, singing all about her ex and her ex-man's dad. Yeah. And she did ABCDEFU. Yes. So her ex-man's dad, of course, we all know, but for those who don't, was um, dating Reba or married, I think, to Reba for a really long time. And he also ended up being like a, a, you know, grifter taking things from Reba and Kelly and Reba have like solidarity with one another um but I guess like Kelly's ex-man's dad has a new girlfriend and she's been like leaving hate comments on Kelly Clarkson's Instagram she has like five followers I think she's private but like somebody found it and she was like you're really not taking the high road Kelly like no class coming for Kelly because of what Kelly's been singing yeah, well, and she was commenting on the video, A, B, C, D, F, U, and your dad. Yeah, she changed the lyrics, and Kelly's big mad. Kelly's big mad, and I kind of love that she's actually not taking the high road, and like, you know, very Kim Kardashian, like the father of my kids, I will never say, and I respect that, I really, really do. But I also just love people, you know, getting what's theirs. Yeah, but it's different when you say it in your art, versus, yeah, like, I mean, she has a talk show, she doesn't go off about... Her husband. When she did, when she did her album press tour, like she did go there. I, you know, she went on Radio Andy and Howard Stern, and she was being but like I super st- honest. But I still don't know what happened. That she, she just had to give him a lot of money when they divorced. But why did they divorce? Oh, that that's true. That I don't know. Right, like she talked and all the songs, like she talks about, like you know, I hope someday someone does to you like what you did to me. I don't know what he did. That's actually really true, and I don't think I should know. But also, uh, because I as say, stated, like, like he's the father of her kids, so I think she is trying to be artistic and talk about it and work through her emotions without like spelling it out, you know, like Kelsey Ballerini on Call Her Daddy. But Kelsey Ballerini didn't have kids with Morgan Evans, so she was able to right. say all that. 
Of course. But I just, I think there's something to be said for like, you know, divorce is so sad. And I feel like people talk about that all the time. But like the money part is like infuriating. And that's really Kelly's focus. Like she keeps saying that he got half the ranch that she bought him. Like she talks a lot about the material items. And I feel like that's a very human response. Like especially for like a woman who's worked her ass off from being on like a talent show to being one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. And, you know, the the highs and lows that's come with that. Like, I really appreciate how she's really focusing on the money. Because, like, I don't know how people get fucking past that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's in fucking infuriating. Yeah. Relatable queen. 100%. She's a woman of the people. She is. I'm sad I'm not there in, res- in Vegas to see her doing her thing. I feel like we've truly come full circle because the first thing ever that got canceled during the pandemic that we had tickets to was Kelly's residency. We literally got the best seats. And now with inflation, like, I actually think we had an amazing price. Back then it felt like so much. But in this economy, pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. And we had front row. We had, like, a VIP booth with weight service and bottle service. Oh, my God. We had, like, eight tickets. We were going to bring the whole family. Like, I'm so upset. No, it was a devastating loss. It was huge for the community. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to go next next time. If there is a next time. Kelly's so no, unpredictable. Wh- no, one thing about Kelly, she's just getting started. And I feel like her album has like crazy legs. Like it did really well. I think it debuted at like number eight on Billboard. But for like the Gen Z kings and queens who don't really know Kelly's story, it's all over TikTok. Like people are still talking about it. Like I think her album like is going to get even bigger, honestly. I love that. Even me, I'm like a big Kelly girl. I like there was so much music and so much happening in my life. Like, I didn't really sit down and listen to it up until two weeks ago. It's incredible. Yeah, I've I've listened to it in full a few times, but I haven't, like, plucked out my favorite songs yet and added them to my playlist. I have. Playing Cowboy in the Wild Wild West. Except for so good. Mine and Me. I love those two, but those right. were singles. Yeah, no, it's it's really work of art. That And it's one of those things, and it reminds me a lot of, like, a Taylor Swift album. Like, the more you listen to it, the better it gets, the deeper it gets. It's not like these, you know, kitschy pop songs that you have surface to turn off after. A f- exactly. It's not surface lyrics. It's not giving surface whatsoever. No, Kelly doesn't do anything at the surface. No, and that's why, like, we waited so long for this album, and it, it delivered in every possible way. Mm-hmm. Queen. Queen. But yeah, so the, all that to say, Reba's ex-man's new girl is starting beef with Kelly. But like Kelly, it's literally like fan behavior. Kelly probably in her thousands and thousands of comments couldn't even see this irrelevant girl. If Kelly even spends time on her Instagram, which I follow her because I love her, but it's not the sort of Instagram that feels, you know, self-run. It's giving social team. Yeah, it is. As it should be. Kelly's There's a busy woman. There's nothing wrong with that. She's a mother. And you know what? Like not everyone needs to be an Instagram expert. No, not everyone needs to be, like, an authentic content creator. No, not at all. Like, her job is to make music that speaks to millions of people, and she's amazing at it. And host a talk show that's really kind of changing the landscape. Yeah, and she's a judge on The Voice sometimes. Right. She's so busy. She's a children's book author. She has her furniture line. She's got to make up for the half a fortune she gave to her ex-man. Yeah, that was like in Jessica Simpson's book when she had to give like half of her earnings to Nick Lachey. And she was like, but I'll make it back. Give or take a billion. Oh, my God. That line gave me chills. Slay. It was the final line of a chapter, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I t- told myself, I'll make it back. And I did. Give or take a billion. 
Slave. Yeah, like at that time, it probably felt like all of her money going to Nick Lachey, but now she literally owns a billion dollar like merchandise empire. Like, okay, Nick, take, it was probably like back then, like one or two million dollars. No, it was probably a couple million. Still hurts, but she made it back. Right. And that's what I was at to say, what I was saying about Kelly, like, it hurts. And not enough people talk about the money. They're always talking about like the breaking down of a family. Yeah, I get it. But like money's important too. Yeah. Like imagine sure. just having to give up half. Ugh. What about getting half? Oh, that's different. <laughs> that's definitely different. Um, and if I found myself in a situation where, like, I would be getting half, like, you bet your ass I'd be taking it. I would not be, like, a principled queen. I'd be like, that's literally mine. It's, of course, also, and I know this is, like, people always yell at me for saying this. It's men and women. It's different. Like, a woman taking half of a man's thing, like, as you should. It is your no, right. It is very gendered. And also, like, typically, not every situation, but typically the woman is the primary care provider for the children and makes the life yep. and pays for the school and does the house and the groceries and 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 what and is, gives up her career to do that right so it's just not the same no it's not the same it's completely gendered and like a man taking half of a woman yikes like couldn't be me it's disgusting <laughs> like it's humiliating yeah agree but like a woman yes queen get your coin get your coin you earned it yeah you literally worked for it Mm-hmm. No problem with that. You're never going to catch me finding a woman, like, judging a woman for that, ever. No. That's not even, like, news. <laughs> no. Love that for you, Camille Grammer. Love that for you. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. So, we could get into the stories, if you're feeling sure. ready. I mean, it'd truly be a pleasure. We have so okay. much to do today. It's probably it's probably best that we do. It's for the best. So, without yeah. further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And very exciting. We have a new sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Pillsbury. So we all know and love Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. But for all of our busy girlies here, all of our mamas, did you know that Pillsbury Crescents can transform? You know, with a couple delicious ingredients, you can transform the Crescents from a side dish to a main dish. With Pillsbury Crescents, it's easy as filling. Roll it, fill, roll, bake, Please your picky eaters and move on with your evening. So if you have kids who are picky eaters or, you know, adults. Or a sister. Yeah. Uh, Pillsbury Crescent can make a gorgeous dinnertime recipe. Um, And they have great recipes on their website. So pepperoni pizza crescent rolls, chicken bacon ranch crescent rolls, ham and cheese crescent rolls. And, you know, if you've got a kosher eater, just take that pepperoni out and make a gorgeous pizza crescent roll. A little sauce, a little sprinkle of cheese. That sounds like heaven. You can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle. Um, So just, you know, do the most with your Pillsbury Crescent Roll. Perfect for dinner ideas, dinner prep, weeknight recipes. They're so easy. You're busy. Your kid is hungry. Head over to the dairy aisle where you can find Pillsbury and you can dinner prep in 30 minutes or less. It is very picky eater pleasing. And you can find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. That's P-I-L-L-S-B-U-R-Y.com, Pillsbury.com. Just do it. You won't regret it. They're delicious. You know it. And get creative, girlfriend. It'll be easy. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. So sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward is not always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, personal things, anything, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. And trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. 
And that's where BetterHelp comes in. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. There's so many fabulous things about BetterHelp. I think one of the great things is that if you started therapy or you've been in therapy for many years, you know that like it's very common that the first or second or third therapist that you work with might not be a match for you. It's like a very personal personality thing. And it can be really awkward in real life like to like, cancel and go to the office. It's just like weird. But BetterHelp, because it's done entirely online, if you want to switch up therapists, you can do that at any time. It's not awkward. And then when you find someone you love, you can work, communicate with them in any way that you're comfortable with, whether that's talking on the phone, video chatting, texting, whatever medium you're most comfortable with and feel that you can be your most honest self with, you can do with BetterHelp. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com toast today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash toast, BetterHelp.com slash T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Claudia. Yeah, well, um... Our first story, a little more news in the Lizzo lawsuit, including the fact that Beyonce left Lizzo's name out of the lyrics of her song at yes. a concert last night amid this bombshell lawsuit. So Beyonce seemingly reacted to the lawsuit brought against Lizzo at her concert on Tuesday night, leaving Lizzo's name out of her lyrics while singing Break My Soul in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Beyonce repeated Badu in place of Lizzo's name. Originally, the song lyrics read Rosetta Tharp, Santa Gold, Bessie Smith, Nina Simone, Betty Davis, Solange Knowles, Badu, Lizzo, Kelly Roll. Instead, she said, Badu, 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 Badu. So she left out Lizzo's name. But also it's worth noting that Erica Badu actually kind of like shaded Beyonce this week on okay, Instagram. two things. One, it's Badu. Oh. And <laughs> two, I saw people saying that, but I didn't think it was shady. Um, I didn't think it was like that shady. Like, I guess they're wearing a similar hat and then Erica tweeted like, I guess I'm everyone's stylist now. Right, like, she's just patting herself on the back for, like, being an inspiration. Like, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it means that, like, Beyonce should change that lyric. But it is just interesting that she actually doubled down on yeah. that and, and while taking out Lizzo. But the, the statement is but taking she also out Lizzo. Took out Kelly. she also took out Kelly Rowland. So I kind of feel like maybe she just flubbed the words. Like, I, I feel like maybe there's something here and maybe there's not. Because I feel like, like, Beyonce is not one to, like, give into public pressure or anything, you know? I don't know. I think it's a little deeper than that. I don't think she flubbed the lyrics on like her lead single from her most recent album. Yeah. The timing is suspicious for sure. Yeah. But the, for me, the interesting thing about the Lizzo lawsuit is like so much happened yesterday after like the NBC News dropped the, you know, the whole lawsuit investigation is so many people who work with Lizzo Mm -hmm kind of, who aren't a part of the lawsuit, posted on social media, just corroborating it. And these are people who have, like, worked deeply with her on tour. There was, you know, a costume designer, a videographer, like a filmmaker. Yes, someone who, who said, was, like, supposed to direct her documentary who left after two weeks because said, of how like, she was Like, it was treated. the most toxic, arrogant. She called Lizzo out specifically. Like, she is arrogant. It was definitely a, a bad day for Lizzo fans yesterday because... Lizzo has to responded, so now it's just all these people speaking out on their experiences with Lizzo, and all of them are negative. Um, just kind of reaffirming that, like, classic celebrity trope where, like, you know, front-facing is so different than who they truly are. And I feel like in the age of the internet and social media, a lot of that doesn't happen anymore because you really can't get away with being a completely different person at, like, restaurants in your private life. Yeah. Because you'll get called out. So I feel like we haven't had it something like this in so long, but it really appears that, like, Lizzo 
her public persona is like a 180 for whom who she is in real life, which is just shocking. I feel like we haven't had a situation like that in a while. Yeah. Also, I feel like what sometimes when stuff like this happens, a lot of people come out of the woodwork and there's people speaking for both sides. Like, no, I've worked with Lizzo. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. And we've only seen the people who clearly worked with her in a very official capacity and had a mm-hmm. terrible experience so much so that they like took themselves out of the equation when I'm sure it was a very big job for them. So right. I think it all like just is very damning. And another update for when we were talking yesterday about weight shaming, we were saying like there's obviously no way Lizzo was commenting on a dancer gaining weight because that's her whole brand. Mm-hmm. Um And actually, it has come out that it was about a weight gain, you know, kind of berating a dancer for not being able to keep up and blaming it on the fact that she's gained 10 pounds. So it was like a weight gain thing. I feel like that's like the most damning thing thus far. The banana vagina is the most damning. But that's crazy. Right. And I think that's like really like heartbreaking for a lot of people who like really look up to Lizzo. Yeah. I wonder if Beyonce knows Lizzo or like this was just, she was just like a lyric in her song because she's an icon. You mean it's personally like, or know who she is? No, I'm sorry. Personally. Because it's mm. like if you know that she's not a great gal, then why right. is she in your song to begin with? Um, if you didn't know, if you don't know her well enough to know what she's actually like, why is she in your song? I actually think that Beyonce doesn't know Lizzo personally enough to know what she's like, but, like, Beyonce's a a person in the world and can't deny. And the the whole point of the lyric is, like, listing off, like, iconic, influential black women. And that is Lizzo. So, like, I feel like Beyonce just, you know, surveyed the culture and put Lizzo in there because up until yesterday, (laughs) Lizzo really was, like, a groundbreaking, you know, really industry-shifting queen. Yeah, Agreed. I, I think it, I'm actually so surprised that she took her name out of the lyric. No, I know. That's like, I'm so surprised to the point where I actually believe like maybe it was a lyric flub. Yeah, because I feel like she would, I don't know, Beyonce personally either, but I just feel like she would require a little more critical thinking, like, like evidence. Like, you know, if this is just, these are claims, it's just getting started. Like, yeah, people are saying really terrible things, but like, you've seen the pendulum swing back the other way sometimes. Like, it just seemed like very quick. Yes, that's what I was saying. But, like, I feel like Beyonce would initially like always stand with like another woman in the business. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure people have said things about Beyonce that are not true. So I feel like if, you know, she was going to take the lyric out, it would be like when 100% confirmation, not one day later. Or not even one day, that night. Yeah, but remember when Beyonce took that lyric out of her song like the day her album dropped? I think she used the SP star Z word. Was that Beyonce or was that Lizzo? It was both. So first it was Lizzo. It was the big controversy oh. with Lizzo. Then Beyonce's album came out and that word was on a song. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe she used the, that word. I I didn't think for one second she was going to do anything about Change it. Change it. And she changed it. Right after she put out like this masterpiece, she tweaked it yeah. for that word. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has like a recent track record of kind of giving into internet culture pressure yeah I don't know I just feel like Beyonce's on tour literally the article dropped yesterday morning she was probably in soundcheck all day like how the fuck is she finding out about this like she's so like kind of cut off from she doesn't have like a cell phone she's not scrolling twitter like that like unless she knows some of the people who are not the dancers but maybe like the filmmaker Mm, you know it's a small world it is a small world that music bubble that's interesting 
it's very interesting that she changed it and it made it much bigger news because if she had kept the lyric in, I don't think anybody from the show would have been like, she kept this lyric in when Lizzo has been accused of these things because it was literally day one. It'll be interesting to see what she does for the rest of her tour. I think the tour's over. Beyonce? Oh, sorry. I th- sorry, I thought you were talking about Lizzo. Sorry, sorry No, sorry, like sorry, what sorry, is sorry. Beyonce going to sing next weekend? I need to know. Yeah, no, that's a really good call, first of all. And second of all, another update from the Lizzo thing. I've been like, I fell, fell into Lizzo TikTok. Um, so one, obviously like all the heat is falling on Lizzo, but you know, like there's a lot of people like management who create a toxic environment like that. And one of the people, I think it was like head of choreography or something, um, who was named in the lawsuit as being like one of the really toxic people working there, took to Instagram stories and just like gave a, it was like a 90 second video about how God is good and she's so blessed. Like she's like, I just got off this amazing tour. I'm home with my family. God is good. God loves you. This is the sign you need. God loves you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and thanks to the cast and crew. Objection. Relevance? Yeah, everyone worked really hard on this tour. Thanks but to Lizzo's the cast silence, and crew. Lizzo's silence is definitely really loud because she's not the type of celebrity who, like, doesn't use social media and only – she's, like, bo- like borderline an influencer, especially on TikTok. She yes. posts, like, five videos a day. She's kind of like a content creator, and it's been really good for her business, but she's um, really active on social media. So her not saying anything yet, it's been like a whole day, is kind of crazy. Is she posting other stuff? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't think but she's the silence gonna... is... Actually, I think she might say something. This is becoming a very big story. Right. I think yesterday I was questioning. I'm like, is this... It had just dropped. I'm like, are people going to care? Um, but I think the allegations were so egregious that it, it has become like an enormous story. And new things keep coming out. People keep speaking. So... She really has no choice but to respond. And I'm sure she's limited because it's a legal matter. But at this point, like, the court of public opinion is just as big of a deal as, like, an actual court. So she has to say something. Yeah, I think she'll say, I'm limited in what I can say, but... I love my cast and crew. I, yeah, I love my cast and crew. Like, I, I would never want anyone to feel anything less than on one of my sets. Like, I'm all about positivity, this and that. And I hope, you know, show you guys out there at my next show. Now, this probably is a good segue into our next story, which I assume is coming next. But a lot of people are, are calling this, you know, Taylor Swift. Like, you speak against Taylor Swift and bad things happen to you. Now, oh there's a lot of discourse on whether uh, Lizzo actually did shade Taylor Swift. And I have no doubt that she did, like, multiple times. Um, and it's just funny. Well, not funny. It's just ironic that, like, Lizzo kind of shaded Taylor Swift in defense of Beyonce. And Beyonce's out here dropping her name from the lyrics. That is so funny. Yes, our next story is about Taylor Swift, so we could talk about um, Taylor and Lizzo and if you think this is some sort of karma. And at the time, I I was, like, going off of the Lizzo that I thought I knew, and I was like, you know, she definitely doesn't want beef with anyone. She just, like, is, right. like, this affable person who gets along with everyone. But now, like, if we're talking about mean girl Lizzo, if that's who she is, she was definitely shading Taylor. By the way, even when I thought Lizzo was, like, queen of kindness, like, it was, like, facts are facts. Like, she literally, she was being so clearly talking about Taylor multiple times. And I had told you, I had a feeling that Lizzo didn't like Taylor Swift on that SZA live stream where SZA was just kind of, like, talking about how Taylor's, like, wonderful and they have, like, you know, a lot of mutual respect for one another and they have a good relationship. And Lizzo just sat on that Instagram, like, completely silent, didn't even say cool. Like, she made a face. Like, I was like, oh, there's something there. And then these last two recent times where she, like, took that sign, that girl's sign and signed it where it was like, I didn't go to Taylor Swift so I could go to your show. Like, of all the signs you're going to pick up, it's going to be the one pitting two women against another. Like, we should have known. 
I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt, you know? Some yeah. people do, like, some actions can be misconstrued and misunderstood. True, true. But now it feels like maybe it's Congress with who she is. You love Congress. And you also, honorable mention, love affable, which is such a great word. And every time you say it, I'm like, yes, that's the perfect word. Can you give, what's the actual definition of affable? Likeable. Yeah. Gets along. Friendly, good-natured, or easy to talk to. Affable is such a great word. I got to start. I've been using congruous. Like, I need to start getting affable in there. Congress is so good, and so is incongruous. A hundred percent. Because sometimes What's the opposite? Jackie, what's the opposite of affable? <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be, like, non-affable. It's a different Inaffable? Word. Is that a word? No. It would no, just unfriendly be... Unfriendly is yeah. the synonym. Nasty. Yeah. There yeah, are actually yeah. a ton of great words for that. Nefarious. Okay. How much time do you have? <laughs> Nefarious. The best one. The best one. Let's get to the next story. Um, affable Taylor Swift has paid out $55 million in bonuses to workers on her Eras tour. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but we got the number wrong. And the real number I is- I got the- That's nice of you. It was me. I got the number wrong. Claude, listen. I'll help, sh- I'll help carry your burdens and celebrate your successes. We do it together. We're in okay. it together. Except, like, next time you fuck up, don't put that shit on me. Like, no, no, it's, we're a we here. Mm, okay, okay. We're a we here at the toast. It's good. We are. Um, the wins are ours and the losses are ours. Ain't that the truth? But the real story is actually much bigger than what we touched on yesterday and worth a mention in the Fast Five today. A hundred percent. Taylor Swift has doled out a total of $55 million in bonuses to workers on her Eras tour as the American leg of her tour winds to a close. The songstress paid out the sum to workers on the lucrative trek, including backup dancers, rigging professionals, sound technicians, catering personnel, and truck drivers. That she yeah, paid like out she the went money, top to bottom. Yeah, to everyone involved in the ongoing tour, insiders told People on Tuesday. I mean, when you think about how much money this tour has generated, like over a billion dollars, like 55 sounds like so much, and it is so much. No, it's still but a lot. But she can afford it. She can she, afford of it. Of course she can afford it, and I'm sure in some way it's a write-off, but it's a lot. Even if the tour generated a billion dollars, like she didn't make a billion dollars from Herself, the tour. Like, there's true. a lot of things that need to be paid. This is It's expensive. You know, there's commissions and whatnot it's incredibly generous like when we thought it was five million like that was really really nice but you know like not that much to her this is 11 fold it's a lot of money it's almost it's almost 20 percent of the generated money no so I was trying to google like how many um how many people does that include you know I have no idea like I, I would say I would think it's like maybe a hundred hundreds I don't know it includes dancers backup singers truck drivers um like camera riggers sound uh, technician pe- sound technicians catering people actually building the physical stage that's like like I think it's more like hundreds yeah but are there people who work for the stadium that help her like who's in her like I don't think those people got these tips no only the, the people the, who the work people for on stadiums, the road with her. Yeah, people who work for stadiums who go to, like, one specific show, like, uh, ushers and security. No, no, I'm talking about, but people who work for the stadiums help set up, too. No, it's not just on the artists. I don't think so. I don't think so, because it's such a detailed thing. Like, it's something you literally need to be trained in and, and do hundreds of times. So I think she has her own, like, production people who physically come and set up the stage. Got it. Okay, so it's hundreds of people. And then, like, assistants. Yeah, it's definitely hundreds. That's why the number is so high. Yeah. 
That's crazy. And we know for a fact that she had given um, truck drivers 100000 So I think we can assume, like, everybody got around the same amount. Right? I, I don't think so. I guess, like, the, the most rigorous – everyone else is flying, you know – I guess maybe that was the top of the bonuses because I think the truck drivers are probably working the most hours. But did you also see that video? I'm sure you saw of how many trucks it takes to put on her show. It yes. was like, I had a, I didn't count, but it looked like 30, 40 trucks. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's coming off looking really good this week. She's been looking really good this year, but especially in light of the Lizzo stuff. And no, in light of the Lizzo stuff. And then in light she of just like, like you know, a saint. It's been a very good, like, two years for Taylor. Like, so many of the people who she publicly feuded with, like, having their own downfalls, like Kanye and then, like, Scooter Braun's divorce. Like, that's why people say, like, you know, come for Taylor, the world comes for you. And now it it seems as though Lizzo has fallen into that as well. Well, that's why Taylor says, you know, karma is her boyfriend. Precisely. Karma is a god. And she keeps her side of the street clean. Like Yes. But, I mean, it's natural for everyone to ebb and flow. So I don't think it's, like, you know, Taylor's hex, honestly. Like, everyone's no, going mean, to have... she had a bunch of bad years, too. Yeah, right. Everyone's going to have highs and lows in their professional career and in their personal lives. Like, considering Scooter's mm-hmm. divorce as a win for Taylor, like, I actually don't see it that way. I agree. I agree. Because that's, like, a personal, like, tragedy. Yeah, I don't think that Taylor was hoping they would get divorced. Me neither. <laughs> like, Whatever. She's not an evil person. And these are the fans. Like, this isn't what Taylor says. Like, I think this Taylor, is like yeah, no, I think Taylor wants, would want, like, professional retribution, not a breakup of a family. Like, that doesn't help her. No, totally. And Taylor herself is a child of divorce. I don't think she would wish that on other children. No. So. It's like a fun fact a lot of people don't know, because her parents are, like, always with her and they're always together. And it wasn't. Like, it's, it's something that people f- currently find out and are like, wait, her parents are divorced because they always appear, like, as a family unit. And I don't think even I knew that until, like, years after. It wasn't a story when it happened. It's just, like, a fun fact now. How old was she when it happened? Let me tell you. And when does she have did... songs about it? No. She was old enough, I think, to understand. They divorced in 2011, which was 13 years ago, which would make her, like, 20? Is that like Speak Now? Yeah, it's a year after Speak Now. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, who understands the trials and tribulations of relationships better than Taylor Swift? Yeah. Even though I feel like we've been having this conversation that like people whose parents get divorced when they're kids, it's actually like much less of a trauma than it is when they're like older. Yeah, like I think a lot of people, they wait to get divorced for the kids so that you don't like ruin their childhood. But then you kind of just like shift the axis of their world when you get divorced as it and they're adults they're like oh I thought I knew what a relationship and love was like but you guys didn't even like each other this whole time right and like when I think about our parents divorce like I don't think of it as like this earth shifting it's like tragedy it's it's not it's not like my trauma like it is some people's trauma I think it, it depends on a lot of factors age is one of them but I think it's also just like you know maybe do you have siblings I think that helps like you yes, cannot yes, feel yes, like yes so much pressure um the way that your parents handle it like if you're seeing Mm -hmm. your parents sad that makes you sad if you're seeing your parents Mm -hmm. like better than ever you're like hey they seem so bad it is i think the parents really set the tone that's true i think there's a lot but age is a consideration yeah are you ready for our next story what number is this number three 
Yes. The unlikely show of the summer is Suits. Have you seen this? Yes, it's like killing it on Netflix. Suits has set the record for library shows on streaming charts this week. It has, even though this number sounds big, I don't know what it means, 3.14 billion minutes viewed this week. Minutes viewed is like the most random, obscure analytic. No, I know. And that's like... Just how many people are watching it? I know, but that's what we're saying about with the streamers and the strike and the residuals. They won't tell you how many people are watching it. They give you these fucking minutes viewed. Yeah. But Suits had... The most minutes viewed this week, according to Nielsen, easily easily surpassing the previous mark of minutes viewed, which was for Manifest, which before it became a Netflix original, The Bear went to number two on minutes viewed, but uh, or number three, The Witcher's number two, whatever. But people are really shook because everyone's kind of being introduced to Suits right now, which is the show that we most of us know Meghan Markle from, mm-hmm. and. The last episode aired four years ago, but now there's kind of talk about bringing it back since it's so popular. I'm just trying to do 3.5 billion. How many zeros is that? One, two, three, Nine. four, five, six, seven. No, it would be... Nine zeros. It would be eight because oh, of the, the point Because of the point five, yeah. So let's say, how like, what, they're an hour long? Let's say people watch... Two episodes. Okay. So it's like 100 minutes, right? Why would they only watch two episodes? Everyone watches the whole thing. I'm just being conservative. No, you're going to be, you're gonna, the number's going to be really big. Okay, then. okay. Okay, hold on. 35, 1, 2, 3, 4. And one, also two, there's like three, a four. number of seasons. Okay, so let's say they watch a whole last season. I'm just trying to be conservative. Like, three point, because I'm saying 3.5 billion minutes actually isn't a lot. Yeah. How many hours watched is a whole that? season. How many hours right. is that? Divide by 60. It's, I don't fucking know. Honestly, I, this is why they don't want, they want to keep us unknowledgeable the about their numbers. How much of Meghan Markle's impact do you think has to do with this? I think it's a, definitely like a really good show. And no. I think everybody loves that that guy, Harvey. He's like hot. But Meghan Markle's impact is undeniable here. A hundred percent. There's a curiosity. Like, oh, here, there's the show. This is the one that Meghan Markle was on. I think they might start it because it's like, oh, that's interesting. And then they get hooked because it is a good show. And it's also the mm-hmm. perfect kind of like bingeable show. It has a number of seasons. It's not too deep. Like, that's what people like to binge watch. So, yeah. But I do think that she has helped. But now when they talk about, you know, maybe we'll bring it back because it's so popular now and there are new fans. The question no. is. Never. Does Megan go back? Never. Literally no. She couldn't. I don't think she would. The producer had said like that it wasn't likely that she would. But. But we know she's on good terms with a lot of the cast because they came to the wedding. Yeah. But that was like I six love- years ago. I love that Gabriel Macht, Jewish king. Oh, he yeah. plays Harvey. Mm-hmm. And he's in my favorite movie because I said so. He plays that like Jason Mrazzi type of musician who Mandy Moore falls in love with. I love him. Like I should watch Suits. You I should watch Suits. And I think I've she's definitely great in it, it because I think that's where really people came to see her Markle Sparkle so that when she definitely. was uh, announced as dating and engaged to Prince Harry, like the people who knew her from the show were not surprised. Yeah. No, you're totally right. I feel like Ben would like it too. Maybe I will start soon. You should. I know Olivia and Margot both watched it and loved it. When they, they watched it when it was on. Yeah. They're the real ones. A hundred percent. Like they knew who Meghan Markle was. I didn't. 
Yeah. And I think overall this is good for Megan. They've had some bad press in the last few yes. months. But I think like people like watching her show and liking it. And I think she is a really good actress from what I've seen her in. She's a good actress. Um, I think it must endear more people to her. So I think this is overall a good thing. A win for everybody. I agree. Yeah. And a win for content. Uh-huh. I don't know. In this, you know, strikey times, I don't know if we're, we're looking for a win for the streamers, but it is. It's true. I I can't go back down this rabbit hole of whether it's better for the strike if I watch TV or if I don't. Yeah. I, I actually, um, I did read that it is good to support the like watch TV, go see the movies because it pr- proves to Hollywood and the studios and the streamers just how valuable all the members of Strike, the SAG are, excuse me. But you don't think it might show, it might they might take it as like, oh, we're fine whether or not they're promoting and working with us or not, or they're on strike. The numbers are the same. Okay, I don't know. That's a no, good point. That's why I said I can't go down this rabbit hole again. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'll just read my Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow lists her Montecito guest house on Airbnb and she will have dinner with the occupant. So it's not as exciting as it seems. It's for one night at least. The Goop founder announced that she is listing her Montecito, California guest house on Airbnb. She wrote on Instagram, loneliness is a human condition, but in the past few years, increased isolation and our lack of community has made our lives even more fragmented. In order to make the world a little less lonely, she's inviting one lucky fan and a guest of their choice the opportunity to stay on her $5 million property. She said, while we may begin as strangers, I hope we'll find connections and commonalities over a delicious meal. Lay by the pool, go on one of my favorite hikes, and of course you'll have a bathroom stocked with my favorite Goop products. So this is a partnership with Airbnb, and it's a good one. No, I was shocked because I follow her on Instagram and it came up like as she posted it before it became a big news story. And I was like, what's the catch? Yeah, honestly, I think that you should try and get it. 100%. And I'll be your guest. Like, okay, yeah, I'll go on a hike if if Gwyneth requests me to do so. Yeah, you play pickleball. Yeah, I can go on a hike. I feel like it's like a low impact, like right out of her backyard, like easy. Yeah, I think this is so exciting, but I think you're the right person for it. So... We will all, this is my dream. We'll all rally around you. They must have paid her a lot of money. I wonder how much it's going to go for. So is it like a bid, like an auction? I think so. Right? That's kind of crazy. I don't know. How else would it work? Maybe it's like a giveaway, like everybody applies and then one person gets it. I don't think she's going to actually charge them to stay at her house, you know? No, I think that she was. I'm assuming it's going to charity. For like, well, I feel like they would have said that. I just feel like, I feel like it's going to charity. They need to give more details, but yeah, is it is this a for profit kind of thing? There's no, it's definitely not for profit. It's definitely for like Goop and Airbnb to you know marketing, but they're not going to be pocketing the money. I think I, they'll probably donate it. It sounds like it's giving like mental health um, donation. No, I don't think so. I think a bunch of people apply. It's like a sweepstakes to giveaway because if it's like a bid, then it's not going to be her fans. It's going to be like really wealthy people, like, which I guess are her fans. But still, like, I think that it's going to be like a sweepstake vibe, you know? Okay, interesting. Yeah, and if, if it was for charity, it certainly would have been in the caption. Like, all proceeds will be going to at whatever. Yeah, okay, you're probably right. I think so, but I still will be applying. You should, and you'll take me along. Um, okay, 
Why why not? Well, it sounds like it's more like date night. You know, you get to have dinner with her and her husband. Like, I think, you know, Ben would probably want to go. You'd have to just fight Ben. I'm happy with that. I've been looking for a reason to fight Ben. You have. No, I haven't. Ben and I have been getting along. People, like, think that Ben and I have beef just because whenever you're talking negatively about him on the show, like, complaining about him, I'm always uh-huh. gassing you up. Yeah, yeah, as you should. As I should. But, no, I, I do love and adore Ben. Yeah, there's no beef here. And he probably should go with you. Okay, then I guess I'll have to apply for myself. No, I think we'd have to, like, go together, and the whole thing would clearly be, like, an audition for Gwyneth. Like, we'd be auditioning, like, come on the toes. Maybe Goop acquires the toes. Like, maybe she would be so dazzled by us, she'd want to go, like, into business with us. Right. Also, it kind of has to be me, because then, like, we're in her guest house. We bring our mics. Gwyneth, come on the podcast. No, not only that, we would be, like, podcasting, even if she doesn't come, like, podcasting the whole experience. Yeah, and, like, like vlogging it. Like, uh, it's a work trip. 100%. And that way, if it is about the highest bid, you could write it off. Very true. It's it's an expense. Yeah. People act like writing something off makes it free. And and not people, but it's like that's like the way you talk about it. It's like you still have to pay for it. You do. It's not free, but it – it's like less. It's like it's a, a beneficial. Yeah. But like you still have to pay for it. But no, you just basically don't pay taxes on it. So it's like kind of half. No, you do pay taxes on it. But no, like it, you might pay less uh, no, taxes if you write enough you, things off. Right. Like it takes down your overall income, income. for the year. Right. So less by taxes. That, by that amount of money. Right. So less taxes, but still taxes. And you still had to pay the sum. I think mathematically, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on like tax brackets and also what the amount is, but like. And where you live. But I would love some numbers on like what you actually, how many dollars you save by writing something off. CPAs, sound off in the comments. CPAs, do your worst. Literally. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the story that's brought to you perchance by Skims? Yes. You guys know we love Skims. It all started with their Fits Everybody collection of the butteriest underwear ever. So we wanted to try more from the brand. Um, we're always seeing their cotton loungewear all over our feed, so I had to see for ourselves what all the hype was about. And let me tell you, they did not disappoint. The cutest and most flattering sets you'll ever find for in or out of the house. So true. I actually wore like one of the t-shirts to a yeah a photo shoot the other day Mm. um it was fabulous it was so hot outside and it was really breathable it fit me really well it gave me like a nice bust and skims is just the best they are creating the next generation of loungewear for everybody we've been wearing skims for a really long period of time and now that we've tried the cotton collection those matching sets are the ones that you've probably seen all over your instagram they're so cute we got like the ribbed leggings the t-shirts the tanks really really cute i love the briefs too because in the summer i can't be sleeping in pants and ben actually made fun of me the other day I was like I'm hot he's like well why do you always sleep in literally a blazer because I just wear like long sleeves and pants and ever since I got the briefs from the cotton collection they're so light they're perfect to sleep in um after all the hype skims is truly truly worth it and you just don't want to be missing out because like all the cool kids are wearing skims and you should probably do the same so the cotton t-shirt from skims is the best also the entire cotton collection has been all over instagram for so long and once we finally caved we were obsessed the bone material is like so on trend right now that's what i got a lot of my pieces in the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one i wore to the video shoot in the color bone um it's their most tagged collection it's made with the classic cotton fabric it's really comfortable it's available in sizes extra extra small to 4x so believe the hype skims has over 100,000 five-star review for reasons the cotton collection and more 
more are available now at skims.com. You can also get free shipping on orders over $75. So after you place your order, be sure to let them know that the toast sent you. Select podcast in the survey and select the toast in the drop down menu that follows. Today's episode is also brought to you by Athena Club, which is perfect timing because last night I finally shaved my legs after two weeks in the shower with my Athena Club razor. The blade on my old razor used to get really goopy after a few uses, but we love the water-activated serum on the Athena Club razor. There's just enough of it to soothe while shaving, but it never gets gunky on the blade. My old razor also used to fall off the holder all the time. Like, it would literally wake me up in the middle of the night. That whole thing came crashing down. It's so scary. The Athena Club one I've had on four months. It does not move. After the first few shaves with my old razor, um, it just never used to feel super clean, like it was shaving really well. Um, I have zero razor bumps after using the Athena Club razor, and I've been now on the Athena Club train for like six months. It's designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on curves. Plus, the razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid. The best part is that the razor kit is only $10. It comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for shower storage, and your choice of handle color. The handle color options are super cute, but they even have black and white razors if you're just like more of a minimalist. I have it in pink. Um, The blade refills are fabulous because you never have to think about it you don't have to get like some crusty dusty rusty razor you just have your replacement blade shipped to you and you can find them now in target stores nationwide so it's so easy easy to swing by one of the many target locations and get your blades they have the most amazing shaving foam as well that will leave your skin soft skin like using a shaving cream or shaving foam is so underrated. The Athena Club one is amazing. So switch to the better razor and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Get started today by shopping in-store at Target stores nationwide. Just head to the shaving aisle to find the razor kit, cloud shave foam, wax strips, and razor refills. Again, available at Target's nationwide. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our fifth and final story, a little new mama news. Jessie J is a new mama. She said she doesn't want to go back to her pre-baby figure. So Jessie J is embracing her body after the birth of her son. On Tuesday, the singer and mom to her three-month-old son, Sky, responded to people commenting on her post-baby figure in a candid note shared on her Instagram story. She said, a couple of people have said to me, I bet you can't wait to get your body back. My reply is, I don't want to go back. That body is gone. I want my body to go forward. I'm getting my body forward. That's the vibe, ladies. So I actually just started following Jessie J a few weeks ago when I saw that she had her baby. And Mm -hmm. this woman loves being a mother so much. It is such a joy to watch. She gets like so excited about ever like she just has such a positive mentality. I think she tried for a really long time to have a baby. I think we reported some news about her in the last few years that like she was struggling and it is such a pleasure to watch someone who just absolutely loves being a mom and I love her mentality and like she is back in the gym like she's working out but she's not like trying to bounce back like I just like how she is embracing everything yeah I mean I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this because I've never had a baby and like I, I feel like there's a lot of hate on bounce back culture which I agree with but I think if somebody wants to bounce back really quickly like that's on them like everybody can make their own choices I don't think we need to hate on one another but like we certainly don't need to be asking people like when are you gonna get back in the gym like are you ready to get back to your pre-baby body? Yeah, I agree. Like, we don't need to be asking people. Everyone can make their own choice. I have no issue with bounce back culture. And also, sometimes it is, like, very uh, aspirational and inspiring to see someone who who's able to bounce back really quickly. I think it's really genetics. It's how you carry. Yes. It's like, you know, some people have their baby and then their body, like, a few weeks later looks maybe underneath their clothes. It looks different. But, like, to the untrained eye it looks the same mm-hmm. and that's not the tr- the truth for everyone but it is kind of nice to know that it's like not this most destructive process and that like right you can 
feel like yourself again relatively soon, but that also might make other people feel bad. Not, it doesn't make me feel bad. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Nice for her. Goals. Yeah, jealous. Jealous, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like on other people to make someone else like somebody's decision about their body like if that impacts you like that sucks but it's not on them to like make decisions about their life so as not to like impact another person yeah and like some people actively are like I'm snapping back and they're working really hard and and that's cool but there are also some people who like don't seem like they're have to work as hard and just their body kind of naturally bounces back and I just think that's genetics that's like me being upset that I wasn't born a supermodel like Okay. Right. No. And that's why like comparison should like you should never compare yourself to other people because there's so many things about like bodies, especially like postpartum that are truly out of your control, whether it's like genetics or just the circumstances of like your situation. Yeah. Socioeconomic factors. So like you really just shouldn't ever compare yourself to anyone's journey because everyone is different. Even just like getting stretch marks like you there's no rhyme or reason really for like people who get them it's not like you reach a certain threshold and you have them. Like some people stay smaller, but they have them. Some people are bigger and they don't have them. Like it just, it is what it is. And there's no sense in like spending so much time harping on it. And mm-hmm. I just, I think it's nice to have people like Jesse J who are just like very positive about yes. the whole thing. She, her social media content since she's had a baby has definitely come across my desk and she's truly like a joy. She sings to her baby so much and she seems so happy. And we spoke for years. Like she was very open about her journey um with her fertility and I think she tried really hard to have a baby with Channing Tatum like so to see somebody after all those years like be in this place it's really a joy to watch yeah and there is so much content now you know about the realities of motherhood and yeah the, the negatives and the things that are like targe, hard, which is also good but I just really like when you can see someone who's like just absolutely loving it and I think that that's a really positive message I yeah I sent you one of her videos she was like singing to her baby in a parking garage garage. yeah um that's you literally and she also has the most amazing voice like it must be such a pleasure to one sing for for her her baby baby and for her baby to hear that no totally it's like a symphony of sounds she's really talented yeah like sometimes I'll even be playing like with Harry's musical instruments and I have like the basics but like and then I think about like how Luke Combs probably plays on like Texas little guitar I'm guitar, like he's yeah. playing whole ass songs no it's true like the babies are so lucky yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool so those are the fast five stories feel as though you needed to know them Good ones. True, true good ones. Mm -hmm. And we're not done yet because it's Wednesday, Dear Toasters. Our weekly advice segment every Wednesday, we take three submissions from you guys about things that you're going through and we do our best to give, you know, good, good advice. Good old-fashioned advice sometimes. Um, If you ever want to submit, it's totally anonymous. There are two ways to submit. The first is if you go to thetoastpodcast.com. There's a submission box. When you scroll down, it just says Dear Toasters. It's totally anonymous. You can also just shoot us an email, deartoasters at gmail.com. And we're going to do our best to help the girlies through whatever it is they're going through. Yes, we are. We're going to do our worst, Claudia. This one is actually perfect timing based on the conversation we had about like money, men, and Reba. So hey, Jackson Claude, I need some serious advice. Back in January, I opened up a credit card and added my boyfriend as an authorized user. Over the course of the past six months, he has racked up around $40,000 of debt on this card. He insisted that everything was going to be taken care of every time I asked. Last month, the card was canceled due to the outstanding debt. After the card being canceled, my credit store took a massive hit from the delinquent balance. My boyfriend finally came clean that he would not be able to pay it. He has now taken out a loan to pay it. 
My immediate reaction to the dishonesty was that I needed to break up with him, but I'm having a hard time doing this because everything else about our relationship has been perfect, healthy, and happy. We're both 25. We've recently been having serious talks about moving in together in the next year. I'm worried if that we stay together, the future we planned is not going to be possible because of his situation as well as being able to build back the trust. What should I do? Okay, this is really tough. And I, I mean, it is, it's what's done is done. But what were you doing putting your boyfriend on your credit card? Yeah, I, I didn't want to like blame you at first. But like this is some lessons you really have to be like learning the hard way. And this is like your financial security, especially as a woman, like is so important. And this is like something I'm sure you will never do again because you were burned so badly. And to be honest, like of all the things that I would be mad at, like, yeah, the dishonesty is and the lying is like is frustrating, but it's not even the number one thing here. I feel like the number one thing is this person is clearly like not financially literate yet. And you're only 25 and like that these things do take time and you have to like learn some things the hard way. But um, I just wouldn't. It's not like like it's. The, it's the bigger than the debt. It's like a judgment yeah. issue. And also, it's not like a one-time purchase of $40,000. Oops, I made a mistake. It's like a rolling, snowballing thing that he continued to do over and over again with your but name on and your, your money. On your, on your dime. To me, it's like, yes, your other the, your relationship is good otherwise, but this signals a whole host of issues. Like, just disrespect. Like The fact wh- that he would, like, knowingly make his problem now your problem. You're the one with like collections probably calling you. You're the one whose credit takes a hit. Like that to me is worse than the dishonesty. It's the way he was so willing to throw you and your financial stability under the bus. Like that is not a person who like deeply cares about you, honestly. I agree. And now he has all this debt. You guys are talking about moving in together. It sounds like he doesn't have his life together. You guys might be taking steps that you are not ready for. And he might just be like getting you excited about all those things in order, I don't know, maybe to get on your next credit card too. Like, yeah. I I don't this trust such this a man. Red flag. This is such a red flag to do as a boyfriend. Like when you are partners and committed, whether it's engaged or married, like eventually you will merge finances. But that takes time and trust. And I don't like this. I don't like this either. And it's in zero way your fault. But I think there are valuable lessons that you can take from here too. Like your financial security, whether you're in a relationship or not, is of utmost importance. And, you know, you're obviously like a really trusting person and you probably are awesome. But sometimes being so trusting is the thing that gets you in trouble because you just love so, you know, people take advantage of you. And the fact that your partner, your boyfriend would be the one to take advantage of you, the person that's supposed to like have your back and protect you, like that just does not bode well for the relationship. So it's up to you. You know, you're, we don't see what's going on in the day to day. You know him better than we do. I don't know what the $40,000 was spent on, but the idea that he just like was racking up charges on your credit card, not giving a care in the world about what it would mean for you would really fucking piss me off. Yeah, and there's a litany of things that could have happened here, but I do think it's worth exploring if this person has a gambling problem because this does kind of sound like that. Like, to open up credit cards Mm. to, like, you know, to Venmo bookies. Like, boys love to, like, bet on sports and stuff. I feel like there might be more underneath the 40K because what the hell is he doing, you know? like Right, what did he spend 40K on that he didn't have the money for. And saying saying that he's gonna you know pay it back no problem. It's like oh yeah I have a parlay or whatever they call it coming in and I'll be able to pay this off. Like let me just charge another thousand. It does kind of sound like m- maybe a little bit of like a gambling situation. That's I'm not a sure. very good point. 
And also, like, now he's taken out a loan to pay off his debt. Which is worse. But, like, but you know what? Like, fuck his financial but that's, Yeah, that's it's his a- thing. But now you're talking about moving in together. So now it becomes your thing again. And, and what, if he can't get, uh, you know, a, a line of credit or a mortgage, then it you're, it's all going to fall to you because you're the one who has good credit. I do worry, though, that, like, if she breaks up with him, like, he's like, all right, why the fuck would I pay this bitch back? Like, I never have to see her again. Well, I think you need to get your money. Like, you need she to said he got, loan. he took the loan. You need to get the, the credit card paid off in full, and then I really think you need to break up with him, honestly. Like, this is, now that I've really talked it through, this is not a person who cares about you. Like, and Agreed. of course, as all things are, like, this is gendered. So to, like, fuck up a woman's financial future is fucked. Like, I'm mad. Yeah. I agree. And there's just not enough, like, I don't know how long you guys have been dating for it. You're 25. It can't be that long. There's just not enough, like, history to try and, like, work through this enormous betrayal. Like, I see you. Thank you for the lesson. Good day, sir. Yeah. Is how I feel. I agree. Like, this is egregious. Yeah. Egregious. Our next one is different. It's, like, a little funny, okay? Okay. (laughs) Hey, swirly girlies. My husband has an identical twin. When they say that twins have crazy close bonds, nothing compares to my husband and his twin brother. We vacation together. We live right next door to him and his family. We are together every chance we get. I swear they have their own language and I wouldn't be surprised if they can hear each, other, each other's thoughts. For the most part, it's great. Family's so important to me. We've been together for over a decade and we are all extremely close. However, a couple of weeks ago and a couple of drinks in, we started, of course, talking about each other dying. My husband and his twin were saying that they both would save each other before me and my sister-in-law. And of course, I was upset. We started arguing back and they said we just didn't understand their bond and they would literally die without one another. Am I being a pussy? Since then, it's literally all I can think about and it's kind of hurting my feelings. Should I bring it up again or just let it go? She's his wife. Yeah, no, like, I understand why she's upset. You should be your husband's number one person in the world. But, like, listen, those two, they came into the world together. They are going out together. You I can't, can't, you can't even, like, I, fathom. The, the problem is, is that they answered honestly when they yeah. should have just, like, said the right thing. But they know. But it's, like, back to what we realistically, were... Jackie, you're not realistically going to be in a situation where your twin brother and your wife are both hanging off the ledge of a bridge and you can only save one. So it's, like, a hypothetical situation. But I know what she means. Like, you want to be your partner's number one priority. And I can't really speak to this because I am not a twin. And I don't know that situation. Like, what that le- what's that, what that's like. Well, I think a lot of twins are very bonded. But these seem like the extreme. And I mean, if you look at, I was, I get all of these videos of like babies in the womb now. Mm-hmm. And I saw the cutest video of these two twins who didn't know they were born yet. Their heads were like underwater, not their nose and mouth, but they thought they were still in the amniotic sac. And they're holding on. The way that they are in the womb for 10 Aww. months, they are hugging each other the entire time. It, and we've seen three identical strangers. It is a bond that is yeah. beyond anything else. The problem is they should have just said like oh yeah you're our number ones but I know privately that your husband his number one person in the world is his twin and I do think that that is okay but he should have just answered the question in a way that it would make you feel better it's like yesterday with BB Rexa like he should have just said you look good so let's say he wasn't a twin and this was his brother and he basically said like my number one priority always is going to be my brother but you're second you're so close like what do you say then I'm a little less understanding. No, I, okay. It depends on their relationship, honestly. Like the bond that they're talking about, like, because if I look at their relationship and I'm like, "Wait, that's more important to you than our relationship?" I, like, well, then what do we have? But if it's like, I don't know. 
By the way, I don't know if this girl has kids with him yet because she talked about the the twin has a family and kids. Um, but like, you know, a wife is so important. But a wife and who's also the mother of your children obviously takes it to another level. So like, maybe you would take number one spot once you have kids. I don't know. Maybe. I just think that regardless, the crime is that he didn't say you. Yeah, of course. What goes on in his heart is his own private thoughts and feelings. I don't know how you reconcile this, honestly, because if, like, Ben ever said that I wasn't his number one, like, seriously, like, I would riot. Like, I would be so mad. Like, there's not allowed to be anyone Wait, else but that's also because, because you know Ben and you know that there's no one in his life he has a closer relationship with, with than you. So if he said one of those other people, you'd be like, what? I Like, that's not even that strong of a relationship compared to what we have. But if Ben had someone who was, like, his other half, mm-hmm. well, one, I think it would affect your relationship. That's true. But it is what it is. It sounds like they have a perfectly lovely relationship. Um, it would be just be shocking for Ben because, like, there's no one even comes close to number two. It's Theo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, now that you, like, have a family, like, what is supposed to be, like, what is Zach's number one priority should be? You or Harry? So people argue about this. Like, not people, um, thinkers and, you know, reals. Because yeah. some people say it should be your partner should be your number one. And then there are other people who say that your kids should be your number one. What do you think? <laughs> I feel that, like, I don't, I love my, like. <laughs> no, you think the kid. Yeah. Of course. Like, the kid needs you to walk. Like, yeah. I agree. And I think in making our kids our priority, we're also making each other our priority. It's our family. Of course. Of course. And what, you should neglect the kid? Like, no, I agree. Yeah, no, but, Pete, like, this is a, a, a constant there debate, There are two though. schools of there thought, There are two saying. schools of thought. Yes, because some people think if you don't prioritize your partner as number one, that that affects your kids, too. Like, then, you know, it's best, for your, it's best for your kids if your partner is number one. True. I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't, I didn't realize I was stumbling into like such a philosophical debate. Yeah. No, it's it's very layered. Mm-hmm. As most things are. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for a third and final? So I would just tell her to, uh, you know, oh, he right. loves you. to give advice. He loves you. Listen, go watch some videos of twins in utero. It can't be explained. It can't be. It's a, it's like a biological phenomenon. Oh, and it was a hypothetical question, and this is why I don't like dumb fucking games. It's true. It, that's, we must keep in perspective. It was a hypothetical question. There's literally like the most point zero 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 one percent chance that there, he's ever in a situation where he has to save either you or him. Like, for real. Right, and the good news is your husband is honest to a fault. True. There's the good Finding news. the silver lining. Yes. All right, third and final. Hey, girlies, longtime toaster, been a stand since the breath. I've been seeing this guy who's a total pajama. Things have been going really well, except for one thing. He doesn't like when my dog gets on the bed during sex. He loves dogs, has his own dog, but his dog doesn't get on the furniture or the bed at all. I have a small pooch who's a big cuddler. She's allowed on my furniture. She spoons with me every night in bed. She also likes to be right next to me when I'm having sex, and she just stares. It's weird, but I've gotten used to it over the years. She doesn't get involved. She doesn't, like, lick, make her, you know, but her presence is known. This is making the guy I'm seeing really uncomfortable. He nicely will ask if the dog can move when we're getting steamy. I've tried putting my dog in the bathroom with treats, but she headbutts the door open and ends up jumping on the bed while the deed is happening. What do I do to keep my dog off? Where do the Strice Bros go during sexy time? Do I need to move her? Any help would be great. Well, I feel like the difference here is, is that like with Theo and Bruno, they were, you know, brought into our family. 
No. They oh. were brought into our family as, you know, we were already married. Or Ben and I had been together for four years. Like, this is technically, like, your dog, and he has his own dog. Like, he probably doesn't feel like, a, you know, it's not his daughter, you know? Theo is our son, like, hands down. So we, and I will be honest, like, Theo is almost always in the bed when we're having sex. We have a king-size bed. Like, he doesn't really, he's sleeping. Like, he doesn't even care. Yeah, you know what? So but the crate training is a good point, too. The crate training is a good point because what, for a really long, like, now it just depends, but... A lot of times we put Bruno in the crate. Like we're kind of with, I'm with this girl. Like sometimes it can be disruptive and it's like yeah. weird. And if we know that things are going that way, like we'll put Bruno in the crate and then we yeah. take him out. But he's very, he's fine in the crate. He's not headbutting the right. door. And so he has a safe place to go and it's totally fine. So I understand why your boyfriend feels this way. I think you need to um, do a little more to. Yeah, he's totally justified, he's by the totally way. He's like, totally justified. It and it's weird. not like he lets his dog on the bed and not yours. Like, it's just a no-dog thing, which I actually, I get. Like, and even the times where Bruno, where we don't put him away, like, we're very aware he's there. And it's no, weird. of course. <laughs> and besides sex, like, there are other things your dog, like, just might need to be put away for. Like, when our exterminator comes and sprays, it, you know, needs to dry before, so Theodore doesn't, like, lick up all the, you know, repellent. There are, like, life situations where a crate or any sort of, like, confined space for a dog are actually really necessary so it might just behoove you for all different reasons to either crate train or get him like a you know a little puppy gate something yeah but it might be late in his life to start that like you kind of have to start it young but you do need to find a little bit of a solution or yeah you need to compromise yeah because it doesn't sound like your dog is like a theo at the end of the bed like he's just like there watching yeah in the way yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's definitely, like, a thing. Like, sometimes Theo will, like, get up out of his sleep and, like, come lay next to us because he always loves to, like, have a warm body next to him when he's laying. And it's like, you actually can't do that right now, Theo. Like, fuck off. And we'll just, like, put him on the floor. No, it's definitely a thing. And yeah. we definitely put Bruno away a lot considering, like, you know, he's – you know, mommy's angel, part of the family, of course, sleeps in the bed course, with us. But, like, yeah, we're – that's just us. I can't believe there are people who have dogs who don't let the dogs sleep in bed with them. Like, that's, what's the fucking point? Bruno didn't sleep with us until, until Harry was um, sleep trained. Okay, but he was like a puppy at first. He's only two. Yeah. Oh my God, his birthday's coming up. Mommy's king. Kill, kill me. No, I'm excited to celebrate him. He deserves it. When's his big day? August 15th. Oh, it's soon. Should we throw him at like a little party? Party? Yeah, a little party. His cousins can come. Cute. He'll we'll invite all the crew from the dog walking group. Oh my god, yes. We'll I make love that. Yeah, no, because first he was a baby, so he was crate trained, like, in, he learned to sleep in the crate. Then Harry was a baby, so he's not going to sleep with us, like, with a newborn in the bed. And then once Harry started sleeping through the night, you know, and also once we moved to Florida, and we got a king bed, because yeah. first we had a queen bed. bed, then we're like, you yeah. know what, because I always say, like, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. is Harry o'clock, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. is Strice o'clock. And it can't mm -hmm. be Strice o'clock if he's not sleeping with us. 100%. And he's just become such a doll in the bed. So our advice here is, you know, compromise. He's not entirely wrong for asking. Yeah, I, yeah, that is my advice. It can be done. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm starving. You yeah, know, my back is broken. I've got to pee. Always could use a snack. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday. So if you're watching this, no. 
every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR Radio, CastBox, all the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us the Toast Leave a Five Star Review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.